Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we've actually got a guest that I've had a goal to have on since I started it because I'm a devout Collingwood Magpies nut. Um, he played 220 games for Collingwood and 22 for the Swans. He is Anthony Rocker. Honestly, thank you for joining us here today. And, mate, I don't even know where to start because you're just such an idol of mine when I was a kid. Um, so thank you for joining us today, first of all. Pleasure. Um, I'm excited that um, I'm, you know, someone who's given you so much joy over the time that I was playing footy. Let's get stuck into it. Uh, first of all, it's uh, your grassroots. Uh, what was your grassroots club and how did you get from there to the draft and what was it like getting there? Okay, it takes me a long way back. Um, I started playing footy at Say a club in Reservoir in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where I grew up, um, and the team was called North Reservoir. Okay. Uh, and typically, you know, I followed my brother because the the under seventeen side needed some extra players to play, and seven was never really into footy. And uh, one of his fen- friends was playing there, and um, he started playing. And then a couple of weeks later, I joined the under-13s and started from there. And um, from there, played a couple of years there. We didn't win many games, I can tell you that. And the <laughs> ground back then was full of mud. Oh, okay, uh, yep. Particularly, you know, the drainage system wasn't wasn't great. But um, it was just, you know, enjoyment footy where we just went along with our friends, played. Um, we Back in those days, we'd ride our bikes from three or four Ks from home. Yep. Uh, ride the training. Um, and then, you know, pack up, ride back home in the dark. And, you know, we were 13 years of, years of age yeah. back then. Right? Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't think of it these days. No, but, you wouldn't, no. Nah. <laughs> nah. But um, what happened from there, I um, played a few years and then got into a development squad, which was called the Phillips Development Squad. That was, that was a northern suburb okay. area, the catchment area of uh, of talent back then mm-hmm. um, ended up going there and then from there it became I got I played at the Northern Knights whereas that's the 18, under 18 competition that was, was mm-hmm. back then yep um, and was coached by Keith Burns who was a who coached the under 19s at Collingwood before that and he was a development coach then and um, I really loved my time even though Burns he was he was he was pretty hard um, <laughs> and you didn't need him um you didn't need him right next to you to be heard, so you could oh, hear wow. him from <laughs> the ground. So, um, and then from there, you know, I played a couple of years. I played, I played under my age development. So I was, I think, I was probably about sixteen mm-hmm. when I first played my game, my games there. And I had, and at that time, I had, I had a few injuries. Like I had um, knee knee problems, so I had a few cleanouts of my knees back mm-hmm. then. Yep. Um, and only played a couple of games um, while I was about 16 playing for the under-18s. And then um, couple, a year after that, you know, played consistently um, at that level. Yep. Um, and then got um, got drafted by Sydney. Uh, yeah. In the draft. Um, now, was it, um, was it a big shock, first of all, to you on the draft day, 
being selected in the draft, first of all, because it's a um, anyone who doesn't necessarily follow AFL who's listening to this when they do listen, um, the AFL has a draft system compared to the NRL that has a salary cap. Um, were you like hoping and expecting to be picked in the draft, or was it a um, oh shit, I've been picked? Uh, no. Well, what happens is you get you have you have meetings with um, recruiters and. Um, like we were in talks with Sydney a fair bit because, because they had draft uh, pick one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, they had pick three. Uh, sorry, two and three they had. Yep. So we knew we knew they knew straight away Fremantle was going to pick Jeff White. And mm-hmm. uh, Jeff White was a gun player. Oh, he was a gun player AFL as well. Um, so so they knew that he was going to get picked there, and from there, like Sydney were in talks with me a fair bit. Um, and I pretty much knew before the draft that they were going to pick me, even though I said I didn't really want to go um, because you know, I had strong family ties in Melbourne, and yeah, um, you know, and I, I wanted to stay in Melbourne at the time. So, but um, they picked myself at number two and Shannon Grant at number three. Okay, um, and obviously, as you just mentioned, you didn't really want to go because you had ties to Melbourne. Um, was that kind of the driving factor for you? Um, and I don't mean this in any ill will, lasting only a season at Sydney because you wanted to come back to Melbourne? Well, I was there for two years. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. The first year I was, I, I held firm and I said, look, guys, I'm not coming up. Um, uh, look, I wouldn't be giving you a lot of great service because my heart's not in mm. um, yeah, it wasn't it had nothing to do with the Sydney football. Club. No, no, no. It was the te- it was the yeah, yeah. Just a driving force. I have strong family ties here back in Melbourne, but um, I actually kept training with the Northern Knights at the time. Okay, uh, played a practice match as well, and um, and the story supposedly goes that you know there's Tony Lockett and Paul Ruse came to my house one day, and we. Um, had a had a pretty good chat. They talked about the Sydney lifestyle, the Sydney environment. Um, but you know, it was really nice of them to come across and um, and have that have that chat. But it wasn't that chat that changed my mind to go up there. It was the okay. fact that it was the fact that you know I was I was still doing my year twelve schooling. Yep. Um, and. I could go up and down, so I train there. I'd go up to train once a week, come back home, and then go back and play and play <laughs> on the weekend. Okay, so it didn't so it didn't brutally impact your year twelve schooling. No, not at all. I wasn't that great at school anyway, so it didn't have much of an impact there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it did have a good impact on my frequent flyers, which was good at the time. But um, yeah, I did that. I did that for that year, and on the school holidays, I was up there for the for the couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, stayed at Peter Philandia's place, who um, took me in for a couple of weeks, um, a couple of times, um, and then at the end of the year, I look, I had no, I had no more schooling, so I thought, um, let's let's give it a crack. Yeah, like you may, no offense, at that point, have never gotten another crack at it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I had. Um, I did the preseason there. Lived up there. I lived with Paula Courier and Clinton King. Oh, and my liquor! Mom, wow. Yeah, my mum come up for um, it was about four months just to look after us boys as well, which is which I was really fortunate for. So, mm. and then after four months, you know, told her to go back home and 
and uh, stayed there for a bit longer, played some okay games and and things like that. And then at the end of the year, I, I basically told us well, with, with my management, told the Swans that, you know, guys, oh, look, I want to go back home. Let's see if we can make it happen. Yep. And they did, were they reluctant or at, at, at the start or were they like, nah, 100% go home sort of thing, you know? Absolutely. No, they were, they were absolutely... They weren't reluctant, but they just wanted to get the best outcome for their club with mm-hmm. draft picks and yeah. players that they possibly could. And then, um, you know, the trade period, we... It was a... You know, the... the Ironically, the deal was done after the deadline of the trade. Oh wow! Deadline. So well, I thought, you know, you know, I've got to go into the draft again. So it actually, it actually got done and um, ended up going to Collingwood. Yeah, and you linked up with your brother Saverio at Collingwood. Um, what was it like? Obviously, because that would have helped even more. So you know, having some family at the club as well. Um, and what was it like playing alongside Saverio at the like the top level or the top echelon of the AFL, and then also playing against him in his final game? In the AFL, yeah. Look, I um, it, it wasn't the lure of at that stage it wasn't the lure of going to Collingwood. It was the mm. lure of playing with my brother. Yeah, um, okay. Which, which basically, I'd never played in an official game with him at that stage. Yeah, well, because you're you're a few years younger than him, so you weren't even in his grades, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I almost played a, a school footy game. Okay. Um, with him when he was in year twelve and I was in year year eight, I think I was and. They actually, they needed an extra number, and I sat on the on the bench the whole game. Didn't actually uh, get on the ground. But, uh. um, yeah, so that that was that was great. Like I had three, I think it was about three or four years with Sav, yeah. and um, it was a good time. But you know, sometimes you know that if we if we me and Sav didn't have a good game. Uh, you know, the media got down, and it's pretty. They would have same sad. with the cloak boys and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's but, bad. Uh, so you can see. Yeah, that, that, that was a good time. We, you know, we played we played some good good games together, and we shared in, in moments that were that were pretty good. No, that's fair. And what about as as I mentioned, his last game, which was for North Melbourne before he jetted off to America. Um, you know, you you played against each other in his last game, which, if anything, it's fitting that you were part of his last game. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, it was good. It was a really memorable time. Um, you know, he he had. He had some great, great times at Collingwood and had really good times at North Melbourne as well. So uh, to finish in a game that we that we played together was um, was a good opportunity. No, that's fair. Yeah. It, it'd be very special, yeah. Um, now, you honestly had a massive boot on you when you were playing. Um, a 70-metre goal sort of thing, 60-metre goals, 50-metre goals, you name it. You could really kick it from anywhere on the field, you could say, um, which notably got you the Gordon Coventry medal in 2000, 2002, 2006, and 2007, and scoring a whopping 55 goals in the 2006 season. Um, what was it like to have such an accolade, which is the Gordon Coventry medal, um, awarded to yourself? Yeah, it was really it's really special to get, and you reflect you reflect when you retire with those um, with those accolades. And at, at the time, you you just accept that and you thank yeah. um, for receiving those accolades. Now to get that accolade, for, uh, Gordon Commentary was a was a legend of our of our football club, which is um, really special to get them. Um, I, I never ever played for accolades. You know, I I, I played to. Try and get the, the biggest accolade, and that was a, a grand final medal. Mm. But we never, 
we never really achieved that, but we we tried our darn best to try and try and get that, which was unfortunate. But we just got beaten by better sides. I was going to say, speaking of grand finals, I was actually going to mention that, so that helps me segue. Two thousand and two, a very very controversial for any Collingwood fan or even um, Brisbane Lions fans. I've heard as well. Your in my opinion, goal that was called a behind. Um, do you personally believe that it was a goal, or um, you know, sort of thing? To this day, I, I, I still, I still believe it. it, it well, I don't believe. It. I know it was a goal from where uh, I was. So do I. Like if they had that video replay that they do these days, it would have been a goal. It's ironic that we never ever really see a replay of that. Mm. So, well, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm unfortunately, but just to prove all the haters wrong, in this episode I'm going to put a, a footage of that video. I'll find it on YouTube somewhere and I'll play it during that question that I just did. Um, yep. Because honestly, it, I, I, not just me as a devout Collingwood fan, but I'm a devout AFL fan in general. Even if I wasn't a Collingwood fan, I would 100% say that was a goal. You know, it just it was. Yeah, I, I still believe it was a goal, but you know. Um... Whether that was a goal or not, we, the, the outcome still we still don't know what the outcome would have been. So. Exactly, it, it could have been a momentum shift. It could have, you know, it's 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 good to think and sometimes fun to think on what could have been. Um, yep. But yeah, so let's not dwell on that too much. Uh, you then became. I, I reckon sorry. what could what could have been was that we probably would have won by five goals. So let's just make that up. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I reckon, um, and then. You also were put in as a life member of Collingwood in 06, that same year you got a Gordon Coventry medal. What was it like become, like getting that? You know, As I said, I, I know it's an accolade, but it's a, one of the highest honours that you could get from a club. Yeah, it's one of those ones that, um, again, at the end of the career, you look back and you go, well, I'm a life member of this football club, which is, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm, I'm forever, I'm forever... Uh, associated and been involved with this football club, which is which has been a long part of my life. So uh, I'm forever grateful for that. Now that's awesome. Um, and speaking of obviously retirement and whatnot, what are you doing with yourself these days? And also, how are you still involved with Collingwood? Um, so with Collingwood at the moment, I, when COVID happened, I I got stood down. So there's a whole bunch of staff that got stood down. It's on skeleton staff at the moment up in um, up in Queensland. Yep. Um, and I was looking at the time when I, we were there, I was looking after the aerial, so all the marking, spoiling, um, contested marking, all that all that sort of stuff with the aerial component of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and also looking after our Ruckman. Okay, well, yep. Brady Grundy, uh, Darcy Cameron, Mason Cox, Max yep. Lynch. So having a, a strong affiliation with them. Um, which you know, I'm still talking to a couple of guys at the moment via via FaceTime or via Zoom, and just you know, just reviewing their games and previewing the next coming upcoming opponents coming yep. up. Just you know, we've we've been up against some some really good ruckmen over the past oh. few. Years. If we can just you know tap into some of those some of those reviews, just to, if we can get something out of that to help us in the next game, you know, so be it. Yeah. Um, what else am I doing? I am, you know, I'm part owner in the gym in Bulleen at the Venato Club, which is an Italian club there, and we we run the gym there, and we do anything from PTs to group training to boxing, or if anyone just wants to roam around a gym and do their own stuff, they can do that. So um, I'm a part owner in that, and at the moment, all we can do is Zoom classes because mm. of with COVID restrictions. Um, so that's so what that's called, that that's called Vita Fitness. So if okay. anyone's, uh, I'll, anyone's uh, yep. Well, I'll, I'll I'll drop the links in the episode 
and all that. Yep. Um, you know, and any social medias that it has, I'll drop the links in that as well. Um, Perfect. Yeah, for sure. For anyone who's wanting to get fit in uh, what area of Victoria is it? Uh, uh, we're in Bulleen. Okay. Yep. Well, if yeah. you, if anyone in the Bulleen area or the surrounds area of that, um, yeah, and you guys want to get fit, go through Bulleen. Sorry, go through Bulleen. Sorry, go through uh, Vito or Vida? Vita, V-I-D-A, Vita Fitness. Go through Vita Fitness, yeah, for sure. Um, when we you were going on... Do, Sorry, go we, on. Also do, we also do some footy stuff as well. So okay. one-on-one footy and footy camps for young kids as well on, this, on the uh, school holiday. Oh, that's awesome. Um, wow, that's actually really awesome. And speaking of um, kids and whatnot, who was your hero growing up as a kid watching the VFL? Oh, hero. Well, when I was young, we, my dad followed Richmond and okay. and I, I just followed me. Oh, man, we, we, we followed Richmond, but we weren't that we weren't really into footy. Okay. We were um, we, we did athletics a fair bit and we did a lot of athletics and and things like that. But as we started to get older and into footy, I think the one I I really enjoyed watching was Gavin Brown from, mm-hmm. from Collingwood. Yep. Uh, um, you know, and, and got to play with him as well, which is which was quite special and. Um, he was just, you know, he was a bull terrier. He would be going for contests that, you know, no one really else would go in for. So, um, when, you know, when I played at Sydney, I had some really, you know, really good footballers up there. Tony Lockett, you know, Paul Kelly was a, an inspirational leader. He, you know, he'd lead by example, quite similar to Gavin Brown. Yep. Um, but, you know, those guys were um, guys who I looked up to, absolutely. Now that's fair enough. Um, and obviously, speaking of your time um, with Collingwood and the Swans and all that, um, during your time in the AFL, which teams were the toughest for you personally to go up against mentally and physically? Ooh, um, I'd probably say Brisbane. That'd be a, that'd be a, a no brainer. Well, we had some really good games mm. against Brisbane. You yeah, know, you know, I played against some really good opponents: Mel Michael, Lepich. Um, but those those guys, as as good as defenders they were, they always you always got opportunities against them because okay. they were attacking style backmen as well. Okay, yep. Um, so I, I normally kick the you know two or three and sometimes four goals against these guys. Okay. Um, you know the the big games we play in, you know, they they're all special. You know the Anzac Day games, the big Carlton games. They're the, that's the one thing that they're I the miss. ones you get up for, sort of thing. Yeah, they're the one things that I miss about footy now. So some. Like I could, I couldn't play the game now. I'm just way too old. But you know, they're the games that I wish. You know, if I could still play, they're the games that I wish I could play. The Essendon games, the yeah. Anzac Day game. I love the Anzac Day game. Like, if if I don't ever get a chance to watch AFL ever again, I will at least have the memories of um, the Anzac Day games. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the Carlton games are big. And the Richmond games. You know, some some years we played Richmond in the first or second round. And they were, they, were, they were huge games, absolutely. Mm. Nah, that's fair. Um, switching to f- a bit of fun topics, um, what series are you currently binging on Netflix? Oh, what series? Well, we just finished Cobra Kai. Okay, is that any good? Because I was put off by it when it was on YouTube, and now Netflix have bought it. Yeah, it was the first series was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably It's probably one of those shows that, it's pretty average, but you've just got to keep watching. Okay. And it actually brings you back to your childhood a little bit because I was a I loved Karate Kid when oh, I was young. Who didn't? Yeah. Yeah, and it actually brought. Um, I watch. You know, we watch a fair bit with with my wife, and um, yeah, it actually you could actually pick when something was going to happen. Okay. Yep. 
So we actually, the only thing we didn't see is that he's trying to get someone to catch the uh, fly with the chopsticks. Uh-huh. That would have been north. That would have been cool. Well, I'll I'll definitely definitely go off that recommendation. Um, if you yeah. could have a superpower, what would it be and why? I mean, you already had the superpower of a massive kick. <laughs> um, a superpower. I wish I could fly. Yeah, no, that's fair. Fly. Yeah. Um, what's your current beer of choice? Um, one I've had lately is Stone and Wood. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. Um, but some of the pale. Pale Ale is now really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, yeah, they're good, but the one I keep coming back to is a Budweiser. Okay, I've, I've not had Budweiser before, but that's just yeah. um, not having tried it before. Um, a Pale Ale that I've got into at the moment is called Bolter, or Bolters, okay. I think it's called. It's, it's quite good, quite good. Um, and how do you like your steak cooked at the moment? Medium rare. Yeah, nah, that's fair. Um, what are your thoughts on the Gabba hosting the grand final this year? I love it. Like, yeah. Um, Look, I, I think I think the um, if the capacity for the Optus Stadium in WA would have been available at capacity, the sixty thousand they can get, it's a great stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. Mm. I, I think that probably would have been the better option. But the Gabbers, I, I just think morally, the Gabbers the right choice. I, I, Queensland. Um, and the Gold Coast have been outstanding in what they've done to get this game up and going. So I think they deserve it. Especially morally. with the hubs and all that, yeah. 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 Nah, that's fair. Um, and what are your thoughts on the AFL and the restructure with the shortened quarters and the COVID restart sort of thing? Um, I don't mind the short, shortened quarters. Um, I think I, th- I think it you know, makes the game a bit more ballistic. Mm-hmm. But in, in saying that... It, the fatigue factor, with it being a bit more ballistic, has you know, it really shows up the lack of skill level on some some teams and some players, mm-hmm. um, and, and the teams that have got the best skills pretty much dominate games. Yeah, well, I mean, Port Adelaide are, are an example of that at the moment. Um, and what yeah. are your thoughts on how Collingwood, you know, is sort of going to go to these last two rounds before the finals? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it's uh, pretty tight down there in the uh, bottom part of the eight. Um, the fact that we get um, Jordan Degoe and Trelaw back, I think, which has been reported. I, I actually hear nothing at the moment. All I hear is what's on the news and what's in, in the yep. papers. So the fact that we get them back is going to be an added bonus. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we give... You know, we've got to get past uh, this week at, um against Gold Coast. I, I think Collingwood will, will comfortably win, and that's to no offence or no will against the Gold Coast. But yep. I, I personally think Collingwood will, will, will get the win. Um, but yeah, it's the last game. I think it's against Port, actually. I may be yeah. wrong. I, I, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I, I think with these two boys back, and I think we've got you know, a better game style than what, than what Gold Coast has. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. And then... I think if we win that, I think I think we're pretty much guaranteed to play final. Yeah, I think at, at least in my opinion, we're at least a shoe in for the qualifying finals. And then um, we play Port Adelaide, which would be a great test to see exactly where we're at. Mm, well, because they're the pinnacle of the season so far. So, yep. and I think I think we're in. I think we're in the X factor if we get in there. Yeah, honestly, you're probably you're not wrong. Mm. You're probably not wrong. Yeah. Um, Looking back on your career, what would be the, your personal achievement highlight sort of thing? Uh, with football, yeah. um, 
I, I, I would, you know, even even though we lost playing the grand the grand final, you know, the, the highlights are playing in those games, um, and having the ability to, you know, having a shot at winning those opportunities, which which we didn't take, but they're a highlight. You know, we played against we played against one of the best sides to ever play the game, and we we fell. I think it was eight points short. Yeah. Uh, um, and then you know the highlights, as I said before, playing the Anzac Day games. Um, playing against Carlton's and the Richmonds and all those you know high-profile teams that we had that we had rivalries with, um, and just you know the fact that you know this game took us took me to places that I, I probably wouldn't even thought I'd go. Mm. Um, you know, we ended up going to South Africa for a training camp and then yeah. played games of footy. We played a game of footy over in Dubai. Oh wow! Uh, we played exhibition games in London. Um, were you part of the team that when they implemented the Arizona training camp, or was that yep. after? Yeah. So what, what was what was like going to Arizona as well? I, I actually, even though we were gone, we were only gone for about three weeks. Um, but the fact of getting out of Melbourne, getting out of the, you know the you know the bubble that we live in here, which is can be quite frustrating at times, and to go there without any media, out, without any fanfare, just go over there, train at a at high altitude. Yep. Um, get fit quicker, lose a couple of kilos, and just be in the surround of, of all the players uh, every day, every morning, every afternoon, every night um, was good. I, I, I highly recommend it to keep doing it, but we just can't keep doing it because it's too expensive with the salary mm. cap that we have. Yeah, and obviously, unfortunately, with COVID this year, regardless, it wouldn't have been able to happen. No, no. Not at all. Your first game against Sydney, like after leaving Sydney, what was that like? I mean, you probably don't remember the game in particular, but what was maybe mm-hmm. your feelings going into that week? Um, I, I, I vaguely remember it. Um, I think I, I think I remember. You know, I was, you know, I, I built some relationships with with some players there as well, and I just didn't know what their what, how they felt when I when I played against them. And there was no, there was no real, real war towards me when yeah. I was playing against them. Um, some cheeky little comments from, <laughs> you know, Darren Creswell and a couple of little plays here and there. But um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad at all. No, that's good. Um, during your time, obviously in in the AFL, which. Um if was there any players that had like a really like superstitious ritual or routine that they had to do before a game? Um, the, the one I can only remember is um, Shane Way Woden when he when he tied up his his boot his boot laces all all his laces were flat. Oh, you know, like when you when you laces sometimes they crinkle over and yep, his were always flat flat and then then he. You know, he'd spend a little bit of time and making sure that they were like all of them were flat. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, some some players have got you know they have to um, put their left sock on before their right and, and things like that, or you know wear the same speedos underneath their shorts or whatever, but um, or run out in the ground first or second or, or last. Yep. Did you have any um, of those superstitions or nah? Nah, not really. Um, no, nah, not really at all. No, that's fair. Um, and last question I've got and topic that I can think of is, do you have any advice for any kids that, uh, you know, whether it's in the odds kick or in general that would love to, you know, make it in the big league one day? 
Um, enjoy your footy. Really enjoy it uh, from your young tacker to you know, middle teens or even older. Um, but the, the one thing I keep coming back to and keep telling people is you, is you want to train as you want to play. Hmm. Uh, um, if you want to, if you want to train fast, if you want to play fast, um, play with high skills, practice that all the time. Um, practice that in training. If you want to, if you want to play slow, train slow. Hmm. Okay. There's, there's no, it's, it's pretty simple. You want to, if you want to work hard during games, work hard during training. 